0: hello everyone and welcome to the talk music podcast where we chat everything and anything related to the world of music and occasionally focus on topics a little bit unrelated my name is scott kelly i am a drummer turned comedy singer songwriter and apparently now a podcaster You're going to hear me chat to many different people, but more often than not, it will be fellow musicians having conversations about their careers and lives within, arguably the greatest art form in the world. And you get this for free each and every week on scottcowey.com, on Stitcher Radio, and now on iTunes, so please rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend, let them know what's going on over here. But for now, enjoy the show. This week on the podcast, Stuart Zender, one of my favourite bass players of all time. The man, of course, who's played bass with Jamiraquai, Mark Ronson, Amy Winehouse, Stevie Wonder, to name but a few interesting stories to how this particular podcast came about. Uh, we do tell this towards the end of the interview, but I'll give you at the start as well, just for the sake of it. Um, I'm on tour just now in Scandinavia. I'm playing drums and percussion for the, the Sandy Tom. Uh, Scandinavian tour and we had a couple of days off and we went over to London because Sandy was doing some promo and I was sitting in a pub and looked out and who did I see standing outside the pub it wasn't Stuart Zender it was Rob Brydon the actor okay so never one to miss an opportunity I thought I'll need to get my picture taken with a with a legend that is Rob Brydon so I nipped outside And said, excuse me, Mr Bryden. can I get my picture taken with you? Got that picture taken and put it up on Instagram. Stuart Zender liked the picture and I thought, right, okay, I'm in London today and tomorrow. I'll drop Stuart a message, see if he wants to do a podcast. Because we did try to organise this a few months ago. And he was busy, I was busy, I can't quite remember. Um... And so he messaged me back saying, yeah, let's do it. So very impromptu, very, very cool. And you're going to hear that story twice because I think we do tell at the end of the interview. But um, super, super nice guy, Stuart. And of course, he's a, a great bass player. We've all came to know and love his bass lines, his production, his innovation. And he's really at such a young age. Um, when he when he uh, left it's it left like legendary bass lines um, behind. And it was just an honour to speak to him. Um, and spend a bit of time with him. We got a chance to jam in his studio as well. So big thanks to him. Big thanks to Carol, and big thanks to all you guys who have been emailing in in our love advice section of the podcast. Nora germaine and I have been answering them nonstop. We're going to get to that. Then we're going to get to an interview with the legend that is Stuart Zender. It's going to be a good one. Do you do you do you need love advice? Do you have a broken heart or pubic lice? Nora Germain joins me once again for Love Advice. Nora, give us a song leading into this, will you? Give us a, give us a, 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 a made up on the spot. Ah,
1: love it. Welcome to the Love Advice. We're doing it here. I hope your relationship doesn't crap out tomorrow or next year. Welcome to the Love Advice. Uh, with Scott and Nora now. We'll save your love somehow.
0: It's like being in a room with Christine Aguilera. It really is. is it- that was great, Nora. Thanks very much for that. It was very, very pleasing to the ear. That. Great. Right. Thank
1: you. It's the best one to do.
0: Yeah, it was great. It was amazing. Right, we're going to get right down to it. Tons of emails to answer. Keep them coming in, ladies and gentlemen. For MD that's not familiar with this segment of the podcast, Nora Germaine, one of the greatest violin players in the world, and me, the greatest singer of all time, um, answer your emails regarding your love advice and give you you some general life advice. Not just love advice, life advice. Nora has been putting out fires uh, in recent weeks um, with all these. So here we go. This one's from Pauline.
1: Hello, Pauly.
0: Keep your emails coming in, ladies and gentlemen. SKOWYmusic at gmail.com. Pauline writes in, Dear Scott and Nora, My friend has entered my work industry. A A once fun and trusting friendship is quickly becoming a competitive relationship.
1: Oh, shoot.
0: Because she was my friend, I introduced her to key people in the industry. Uh Now, she is proudly closing deals and growing quickly. She doesn't return my calls anymore. Once once I see her at networking events, she's quick to let people know we are friends, but never introduces me to new connections. How do I salvage our friendship?
1: Well... Is it
0: too late?
1: They're actually dating, right?
0: No, they're like friends. Do you want me to read that again? I just
1: want to make it clear that this is the love advice column, not the professional friendships column. So you can take your stoop. I'm just kidding. Go to hell,
0: Polly. Nora's not interested in answering your question. Let's move on.
1: You know, believe it or not, I've actually been through something similar to this with Scott, actually. Um, You know, he got so famous and he would say, oh, yeah, you know, Norris, my friend. But every time he would, you know, do these fantastic uh, uh, things he does, all the performances, the radio shows, he would never introduce me to anyone. And I felt just totally um, neglected and taken advantage of. So, Scott, let me just tell you, you know, I think uh, you owe me. A little more than that and Pauline you should tell this friend of yours since you've been his friend for so long done him so many favors been there for him in times of need that maybe he treat you with a little more respect thank you
0: well first of all this is a love advice column not the platform to try and uh, make announcements in order to try and hurt Scott's feelings but Well done, Nora. You've achieved that nonetheless. Um, I was
1: trying to make our lovely friend a little more comfortable by knowing. By offending me. She's not alone. Okay. That's all I wanted to say.
0: Well, Pauline, why don't you hook up with Nora and the two of you can be miserable together. Um, Okay. We're going to move on. (laughs) Dear Scott and Nora. I'm an almost divorced mum of three and adjusting to the new reality is hard.
1: Oh, uh, congratulations, but sorry. Why are you congratulating her? Well, sounds like she's almost almost done. New, New page is almost turned. New leaf is almost exposed.
0: Okay. By the way, there's somebody rehearsing in Nora's um, house, so apologies for, for you. You're getting a band rehearsal free of charge, ladies and gentlemen. Just in the background there. Um, dear, I'm going to start again. Okay, dear Scott yeah. Nora, I'm an almost divorced mum of three, and adjusting to the new reality is hard. In brackets, he left us right after the birth of our third baby, and my kids and I are living in Miami now.
1: I love Miami (laughs) sorry I love it yeah
0: what I want to know is how to get back in the dating game
1: oh yeah yeah Uh
0: I have no intention of sitting back and feeling sorry for myself while he flaunts his new girlfriends on Facebook for any that's not familiar that's a social networking website how do I make the first move without seeming desperate AKA like Nora Germain. I'm kidding, that wasn't in there, but the line is how do I how do I make the first move without seeming desperate? Seriously, dot dot dot. After being in a relationship, a serious relationship, it's hard not to feel as though you look desperate. I don't even know the game anymore.
1: I think, um, first off, congratulations on your divorce. Well done. That can be a big step, and it sounds like any man that leaves you after a new baby is maybe better off without you. So, well, I mean, you're better off without him. That's yeah. what I mean. So that's good. So so you've got a fresh start now. You've got uh, your three beautiful children. You live in Miami, um, which is one of my favorite places in the world. It's one of the sexiest places in the world. You can have so much fun in Miami. Um, you kind of go to this taco place called Wahuas Wawas. It's like did chihuahua Wawas. Oh, it's so good. It's in Miami Beach and they have the best tacos. I just love that place. Anyway, sorry, back to the point. Um, maybe you'll be able to find someone to date or to just hang around with or whatever you want to do that's in a similar situation to you like someone who's gotten out of a relationship wants to you know not feel sorry for him or herself like you were saying someone who wants to just you know get back out there I think that's a great thing so maybe you can find someone who, who's had a similar experience to you, who's not going to judge you and make you feel like you're desperate. I would just try to maybe uh, uh, look around, go to some parties, uh, hang out with some of your friends that are your age. And I'm sure with how common divorce is these days that you're bound to find some awesome guy who, who thinks that you're great. Go
0: to Wawa's in Miami.
1: Go to Wawa's. It's so good. But no, really, though, I think it's great that you're not going to sit around moping and feeling sorry for yourself. That's amazing. I mean, you know, go for it. It's going to be great. I think that kind of confidence is exactly the attitude you need to reel in the perfect guy.
0: So desperation can be a good thing. Let's move on. Sheila.
1: Hi, Sheila.
0: Hi, Scott and Nora. Love the podcast thank you i'll cut to the chase i am stuck between two guys
1: that's happened (laughs) that
0: this 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 is what that's what that's what nora calls tuesday morning okay so one is a personal trainer
1: friday morning it's me this morning this morning just kidding we'll move
0: on she probably (laughs) isn't more all those stories will be revealed in the book ladies and gentlemen Uh, One, right, okay, this is the two guys, right? One is a personal trainer at the local gym. Okay. His name is Trevor. Okay. He is very intelligent and thoughtful.
1: Really? A personal trainer is intelligent and thoughtful? Okay, I'll go with it. Go ahead.
0: He also (laughs) likes to go fox hunting and has been working as a professional crook for the last three years.
1: I'm sorry, you said a professional cook, not a crook. Crook. A crook, an actual
0: professional crook. A professional crook, C C R D O K. Okay. So he also, so I'll read that sentence again. He also likes to go fox hunting and has been working as a professional crook for three years, stealing the odd car, giving it a makeover, and selling them on. Him and his friends work really hard together, and he provides a good living for himself. The other guy is called Todd. The family aren't very supportive of Todd and I because he is also my cousin. Everyone finds it very strange, but we have gotten on so well since we were kids. The family much prefer the first guy, Trevor. Please help.
1: Uh, Sheila, was it? Yep. I think my answer is going to have to be neither on this one. Did you see Wolf of Wall Street, Scott? Did you see that movie? I did. Do you remember Donnie Azoff, the vice president of Stratton Oakmont? He he was banging his cousin. Did you remember that? That was a really funny part in the in the
0: It's one start. of my, it's one of my favorite films ever. Yeah. We should do a do whole, we should do a whole podcast on that actually.
1: Great. So, you know, Donnie didn't turn out that well, you know. Um, oh, that's
0: right so he was he's the main guy I was trying to picture who he was he's the big guy with the specs kind of like Leonardo DiCaprio's right-hand man
1: the jacking off at a party in in the party in the party in the party um yeah so you can't you can't be screwing around with your cousin I don't think a fox hunting personal training um thief <laughs> is the kind of person you want either. Honestly, I don't think it would be any worse if your cousin and the personal training fox hunting thief were the same person. I don't think it'd be any worse. I think you should probably, um, you yeah, you should take this love advice to heart. I think that you need to find a new partner. Um, maybe raise your standards a little bit uh, maybe look for a nice doctor or a lawyer, you can look for
0: a nice doctor.
1: someone who does something legal, you know, uh, <laughs> all I want you to look for Sheila, check it out. All I want you to look for is someone who has a legal job who is not related to you. That's it. Okay. Everything else is on the table, but those two things. So why don't you run along and see if you can find a man like that And you might find yourself in a much better situation.
0: If you really had to choose between one of the two guys, though, Nora, that's great advice. You're you're telling her, like, you don't think neither of them uh, suit and uh, Sheila's standards or whatever. But if you really had to choose between Trevor, the the fox hunting uh, trainer, thief guy or Todd the cousin who would you choose if you were Sheila if you had to choose between the two of them who would you go for
1: so just to be clear it's not Sheila's cousin it's my cousin
0: all right you're in her situation so it's your cousin
1: or the thief (laughs) just making sure um I would probably choose the uh, thief I mean I've always thought Robin Hood was kind of sexy I mean although you know he's probably you know kind of weird but um I would probably have to choose the uh, the personal trainer, fox hunter, thief. I can't believe I'm saying that, but you know your options you're giving me are pretty slim here. So.
0: So you would date? You would happily date a crook.
1: Rather than my fucking cousin, yeah.
0: But shouldn't fa- shouldn't family come before anything else, especially not people that are breaking the law?
1: I would rather break the law in a non-genetic way <laughs> and break the. yeah this is a nasty situation Sheila gotta find a new man gotta do it gotta do it
0: there you go Sheila thanks very much thanks very much to everybody who's who's written and emailed Then keep them coming ladies and gentlemen music at gmail.com have you got your violin handy Nora no?
1: yeah can you hold on one second
0: keep, keep, go and get your violin I'll keep talking okay uh, Nora Germain is on the podcast And she's going into the other room to get her violin We can't not have her play violin in this segment of the podcast uh, Go and check it out noragermain.com. Uh, she was on last week and she was talking about the fact that she's got a new album coming out She's also got a book coming out Nora's written a book, can you believe that? If Nora can write a book, anyone can write a book, because let's face it, you've heard her try to string a sentence together on this podcast, something that I'm struggling to do at the moment, and she can't quite manage that, but she's written a book. So there you go, and that book will be available, and all the, the albums that Nora's got out are available. At our website once again, www.noragermain.com. And that leads me nicely on to introduce this final segment of this little tiny segment of the podcast just before the interview. Nora Germain is going to give us a piece by Bach off the top of her head. In fact, she's going to give us an improvised um, back style piece in the style of back influenced by so you Bach. Don't
1: actually, play Bach. You want me to play something that sounds like Bach? Yes. Okay. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Did you just come up with that off the top of your head or was that pre-prepared?
1: No, I just came up with it.
0: Shut up.
1: You can check you can test me. You can change the key, and I'll do a new one in a different key.
0: That is very, very impressive. Nora's gonna do something like that next week. Um that's pretty damn good, by the way. Honestly. Um it's you you're really you're talented to the point where you really remind me of me.
1: Yeah, well that's why I wrote about you in my book is because I wanted to just, you know, really draw attention to the fact that you made me who I am.
0: Whatever. Nora Germain on the podcast, ladies and gentlemen, NoraJermain.com. Go and check her out.
2: Woo two
1: three.
2: I am back on the talk check, music please. podcast. Ah. Check please. Check. No. L'addition.
0: What do you do when you check a mic? Do you do the traditional check one-two?
2: I don't know. I just yeah I yeah, I get my mum to do it. Yeah, she's <laughs> right. she's really good at mic checks. You know, she just yell at me and say, What are you doing? Stop doing that.
0: We did I did an interview with uh, the singer from Papa Roach. Oh wow Jacoby something. Oh
2: he's awesome. Jacoby right?
0: Shaddocks, do do believe. Mm-hmm. Um and we're setting up the mics. Mm-hmm. And I said, so, uh, how was the sound check? Well, I don't do sound checks. I don't sound check a mic. it tells me, sound. I just say I get somebody else to do it. Cool. And I was setting up the mics so and I went, just check the mic. Yeah, no problem. One, two. I was like, a bit strange. <laughs> you know. So, we're in your check studio. one, two.
2: Like that. Does he do it like that? Is he like I would a, imagine so. Yeah. I would imagine like so. Really deep voice. Jack, one, two. Stuart
0: Zender, the master of accents, a lot of people might not know this, yeah. because obviously mm-hmm. a bass player extraordinaire. That's
2: right. But well, you know, funny, bass players are quite malleable people, I think, because I think it's, I mean, I might be speaking out of place here, but I would like to think that we kind of, the glue of the band, we kind of have to put all these things together and make sure that they're glued right, you know, so being malleable you should you would obviously have the natural tendency to speak in tongue <laughs> uh, many tongues polyglot
0: the glue that holds it together you know a lot about rhythm sections mm-hmm. you started off as a drummer the marching band at school yeah tell us that story okay.
2: oh my goodness yeah about well i was the second or third snare drummer in my junior high school band and uh one day I was really happy with that position because the snare drum is quite light. And then My only problem was I used to stick my pinkies out too much, you know, like I'm having tea or something. <laughs> and they'd always, someone because we were so tight together, I used to get told off for that. But that was my only problem. But then one day we were doing a rehearsal, we had three bass drums, big, middle and small. Um, and the guy couldn't get the middle pattern, it was just like doo, dun, 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 something like that. and. He just couldn't get it. It's like, easy. It's just come on, right? And the guy's like, "Great, that's your instrument." I was like, "Oh no, maybe that's why I have back problems now." Because right. I'm, I'm a wee chap, and uh, that was Scottish, by like the way. it. and yeah, just I really wasn't feeling the middle bass drum anymore. It's not. I mean, you know, everyone's an integral part of the band, but it was a bit big for me, even though it was just the middle bass drum. And I was just like, you know what? cut class time time to cut class so i did never went back
0: 16 years old <laughs> you start the bass yeah right so what attracted you to the bass first of all because from what i hear your mother great record collection mm-hmm. you were brought up with you know
2: well yeah i best. was yeah i was grow- brought up in the 70s with where everything was funky you know shampoo commercials shampoo on your hair you know like that kind of vibe and it just everything was funky so that's my 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 conditioning i suppose in 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 life i suppose you get your like programming from zero to six and for in those years it was just starsky and hutch you know i, I think the first actually the first song i ever bought i begged my grandmother to take me this was in england kilburn was by the bbc orchestra and a japanese band and uh, they it was the theme song for uh a tv show called monkey magic mm-hmm. and um in fact it was a phenomenal track really really great sorry i'm, I'm looking on the youtube here
0: this is the kind of this is technology yeah. ladies and gentlemen you monkey know Monkey
2: magic theme song look at that it's just popped straight up so the band was called Goddi goddiego goddiego hi goddiego and they were from they were from japan and uh, yeah, they were just a really funky band. So, this. No, that's not it. <laughs> it's good quality, though. You see that? And again, um, this is it something. It was basically like. That was the first girl I ever fancied, by the way. Really? Yeah. We're looking at a picture of? Of uh, this hit t- 70s TV show, Monkey Magic. Uh, dead Air. Let's see how much dead air we can get. Hold on. I think
0: I should, oh, really? I think we should make an. Would you make an effort throughout this whole interview to have awkward well, pauses like yeah, that? Yeah, I mean, you know? there's
2: not enough of that these days. <laughs> you know. The
0: Office really brought that out of town. Yeah, you're a fan of the show. We're oh, going to I totally lo- go on oh, tangents here. I just I love The Office.
2: Yeah, we were we were talking about my upbringing and my influences in bass guitar. So that's why I went to the BBC Orchestra who played the strings on this uh, Monkey Magic track. But it was just a really funky track with arps and and all these synth lines and. I was just blown away. I don't know what it is about people that attracts them to certain things. That's like one of the mysteries of life, really. I mean, why is the sky blue? Do you know, do, do we really know? Is it the reflection of the ocean or is it, what is it? I mean, all this and more on next week's show, Into the Woods, <laughs> with starring Julia Roberts. Um, yeah, oh look, hold on. Chaos reigned. Heaven sought order, but the Phoenix yeah. can fly only when its phoenix feathers. Phoenix can fly only when its feathers are grown. The four worlds formed again and yet again. As endless eons wheeled and passed. Time. And the Did pure oh, good, 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 of the heaven, sequence. the moisture of the earth, the powers of the sun and the moon... So I got my grandmother to go to the record shop, I think Woolworths or something at the time, and buy and this fight. for me. That that I just remember just obsessing over thought. Thought. Buddha, it. It's quite deep, this, said, actually, if you think about it. With our thoughts, we make the world. With <laughs> our thoughts, we make the world. Elemental this is- forces caused the egg to hatch. From it then came a stone monkey. The nature of monkey was irrepressible. What's up? Ah! That's it. What's the Masako Natsume. Check the beat line. Monkey Magic. Right, come on now. It was a Japanese program, but it was about like, the uh, yes, yeah, I think the Chinese. Something like anyway, there you, there you have, have it. Cool, That's yeah. So every day
0: as is his school day, as yeah, they say. you know. Um, right, so you're listening to that, okay. you're listening to <laughs> a lot, of, you're listening to a lot, all right. So, but yeah,
2: but that was in England. But I was, so, as I said before, James Brown was like my first pop idol, the guy that I was just just you know mad about you know and uh you know his I guess his first well one of his first bass players was Bootsy Collins mm-hmm. um yeah it's not just the bass lines I mean I used to pick out everything but I think I was naturally attracted to the bass and the drums obviously mm-hmm. the chords and then like you know the other stuff and then the thing you know I was attracted to everything <laughs> everything that is soul and and rhythm and blues you know I just completely gravitated towards that
0: <laughs> right, so we're going to talk about, I see this is a, not a, a nice link now to the next question, but um, obviously the origins of Jamiroquai. Um, you started the
2: band with? With uh, Nick Van Gelder, Jason Kay, Toby Smith, and uh, Wallace Buchanan was there. He was our didgeridoo player, and he was a real integral part of the band, like, you know, in vibes, and used to do his dancing and blow the didgeridoos and stuff. But yeah, Nick was, Nick Van Gelder was the one that kind of introduced me to, to Jason and Toby. And uh, they hadn't been, so, uh, we weren't signed, or Jay wasn't signed to Sony yet, it was still on Acid Jazz. The first song that was done was called When You Gonna Learn, and that was actually Andrew Levy playing the bass. But he was obviously with the brand new heavies and, you know, didn't have time for, Jamiroquai at all, you know, lovely guy Andrew. Hi Andrew, how you doing, bro? Um, so that kind of got a buzz going around London, and um Nick was on the drums. I think I think he did the drums on that, yeah. And they kind of Nick was just not happy with the this this guy they had in playing bass, and there was nothing that there wasn't anything written at the time. We pretty much wrote the whole first album in the studio as it went. Um, so he Nick called me up and told me to come down and and just play and i remember like he gave me a, a tape to listen to yes a tape a cassette tape not an mp3 a cassette tape i think we should bring him back i think i'm gonna release my album on cassette tape cassette only yeah, cassette only <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so um i did this kind of strange audition none of this the songs that he gave me on the tape were ever used um so they were kind of, it sounded like the weather report to me and Obviously, I'd been listening to a lot of the weather report prior to hearing this tape. So I was like, wow, that sounds right up my strasse." That's German, by the way, which means street. And um, I, you know, there was a moog line there. I was like, that sounds great. I was really gravitated towards that. I'm going to use that word gravity quite a lot because I think it's a good word to use in this day and age. Uh, So yeah I, I played for jay and, and and toby and they kind of didn't weren't that impressed or th- i didn't think they were impressed because i mean i'm i'm just turning 18 at the time i must have i had no facial hair or anything i've just about got a couple well i do actually i'm lying of course i have loads of facial hair. i've grown a beard i mean i grew a beard i shaved it off though look like bloody gentle ben it looks I? very very cool but man this this is the stubble now did you see it before i did it was th- horrific it really was it was absolutely a nightmare i kept thinking someone was trying to get me while i was sleeping <laughs> it was just the beard here anyway so they weren't really that impressed or i didn't think so and jay came back because so i was playing a lot of latin stuff over what what on what was on the tape and he's like oh you know what you know this the Latin stuff's good but this is a funk band and then just walked out and i was like well that's that shot blown isn't it might as well go and kill myself now hey eh? yeah 17 years old thought my life was over at that point as as most 17 year olds do and uh basically i got a call a week later saying oh can you come and do this gig in italy Mm. and um i rehearsed the songs none of them were on the album they were all like jams in fact it'd be lovely to hear i can't can just about remember some of them um tangent number three three yes um so we yeah we did the gig and it was really amazing and I guess that's when we kind of all just sort of mm-hmm. stuck together at that point. And then the first song I recorded was for Sony, but it was for it was a demo initially and it was too young to die. And so I couldn't we were having trouble with the chorus, so I, I kept doing the latin thing again. No man, can you do something different, not the bloody latin thing. I was like i don't know how to do anything right, like, and I think that sounds all right, but yeah like, okay, so and then he got fed up and just submitted the demo with the Latin thing in the chorus, and then the record company got back to to Jay or the management I think a day later, saying, We love the bass, so Jay I think thought, yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. I told him to do that <laughs> it's like I'm just kidding he didn't know <laughs> is there a track that you're the most I do laugh like a witch though, I think it's <laughs> a cackle more of a okay, I didn't think, notice that you, you pointed did. that out I know I shouldn't have done that, I've just outed myself with, yeah. Oh god! It's all good though Is there a track that you're, what track are you most proud of do you think of that band? Do you know what, I I couldn't, I mean that's like trying to pick your own children I mean too young to die Yeah I'm really proud of, of the lyrical content and, and the, just the whole movement of that track and I think I, I posted something on, uh, follow me on Instagram. I think I posted something <laughs> on Instagram um, and Facebook. Follow me, please. Please <laughs> just like me. I just want you to like me. That's weird, right? Does that sound desperate? Just a little bit. Tiny no, bit. I think it's fine. I, I mean, I've seen uh, a lot of people oh, posting really?
0: Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and uh, you've got to really go for extreme
2: Twitter. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Right. I see think. where I'm going with this. I think we Twitter. should set up a new. S- Are you up
0: for maybe investing
2: in a new social networking yeah. site Twitter. called Twitter? Twitter. Yeah, you heard it tw- first, so tw- everybody first. I'm trying. I'll get it. I'll get it's it. It's good. The accents, man. If I hang out with you more, I'll be able to get it. I'll we'll, get it. We'll make
0: sure it happens, yeah. and we'll, we'll talk about the fights. We
2: fight can, you can to come talk. in California. We can go down like the 101, And the edge and get it. Like you know. Yeah. that's very very
0: good see this is the problem i finally met somebody that's as bad as me when it comes to tangents oh <laughs> it's, it's, it's all good you know we've, oh my God. what about, I was think really the question really the question was what track were you most proud of okay. and then and i then suggested I, to you um, as i'll do a lot of the time I interrupt uh-huh. people when they're answering brilliant. a really important that. question saying uh, too young to die
2: uh-huh. and i agreed with you yes because i but there's certain there's elements of that that obviously as a player yeah great but as a whole on a whole that message and that song is just ridiculous it's, it's just it's so you know i'm not gonna say it's like what's going on but it kind of is it's like it's what's brilliant. going on it, it's still relevant to to today you know like Are you, this but, day you it, must be sort of done it again but you must be so proud that i'm definitely proud to be honest i never even expected any of that really i just you know, that, I think if you go into things with a lot of expectations, you you'll probably get let down at some point. But if you have none, and then something like that happens, yeah. it's just it's it's a real mind blower. Plug, blow your mind. <laughs> so uh, I, want <laughs> to talk I think to the track technically for me, like th- the one that I was like, "Whoa, that's weird. What am I doing? That's doesn't sound like me." But I'm doing some stuff that I never thought I'd do. Was called uh, whatever it is. I just can't stop. Like I nick and I, I remember we had a fight afterwards after the track because i was just like going for it i don't know what happened just something like took over me and i was just doing these weird weird runs that just were like huh What? and he was like look man we've got to keep the groove going i was just like don't clip my wings you know like let me just do that i'm not like trying to mess you up or anything but that is technically at the time that was the, the track that was that and um Music of the Mind as well. Mm. And Too Young to Die. Mm. And Emergency on Planet Earth. And yeah, and all of them. Yeah. Virtual yeah. Insanity. <laughs> and Virtual what? Insanity.
0: What a song. <laughs> Where Tell me, right, you guys are writing Virtual Insanity. Mm. Who's coming up with what? Is it piano first? Is it bass first? How's it I think
2: about? Toby came up with the piano riff first because we've been listening to a lot of Don Blackman. Do you know Don Blackman? Mm-hmm. And uh, he does always does these things. Dang, dang like he does just does stuff on the off uh, rest his he's moved on to the afterlife i think to the he's all of us now don blackman just like all the other greats they're all inside of our hearts now um that's what happens i don't believe anyone dies really just going off on the death tangent i don't believe in death you know i think that we just absorb into the universe and become everything so anyway, back to the... <laughs> no, no, we'll definitely come back to that. Mm. That's a good one. That's a podcast
0: part yeah, two where we'll yeah, discuss actually, the meaning of life yes. and death. But for just now, we're talking about the great tracks that Stuart has played on, produced and written.
2: So yeah, that... So Toby, I think, yeah, Toby came up with the riff and then I kind of went in that vein of the Don Blackman style. It was it was similar to, uh, I think, Holding You, Loving You. You probably wouldn't notice the reference, but like... I'm, um, I i do not think we were the type of people that I know maybe Jay, um, maybe the, maybe in the acid jazz camp, not necessarily Jay, but in the acid jazz camp, they used to put records up on the deck mm-hmm. and like kind of lift them and like take bits. I kind of don't do that. I, what I do is I lift subconsciously. So if I hear something, I might hear it in a whole different way months later, but it won't be what I heard originally. It'll be my interpretation of that not mm. a blatant like here's the record right let's just change that chord and make it ours mm-hmm. you know i know a lot of lot of producers do that but yeah i think it was a lot of subconscious influence from from you know people like don blackman as for the lyrics jay you know he's obviously very politic he was was or was or obviously politically motivated and that to me to this day i don't i don't see anyone doing that right now i mean mm you know in in that scale and i'm very proud of those songs because of the message that they had to i mean people don't really know that the songs about genetic modification you know what mm. i mean like and like what's happening now which is mm. like you know everyone's just locked into their iphones and mm. sorry i'm just gonna check my <laughs> not iphone sorry it's, it's, so no, no, true. I'm serious. it's so true no but i'm serious no i'm really are you serious do i sound good on this microphone okay i that's Carl, the sound man. Carl, we've got you Carl know McCarl, McCarl. Yeah. We've decided,
0: by the way, for the record, a lot of end jokes that we're just going to clarify to the audience before we isolate everybody. Yeah. We've decided that Stuart's got, obviously yeah. by my I accent, mean, it's obvious I'm Scottish. Yeah. Stuart's but I, a, I lived
2: away, I lived abroad. That's why. Yeah, I, you know, and we're a product of our environment. Yeah, so, so
0: the, your Scottish accents kind yeah, of got lost. Yeah,
2: if I, if I go back, you know, to Johnny Groats one day, you know, I'll. I'll It'll all come back to me
0: And Carl or Soundman Who's A lot of people think he's German Because he was born in Germany But he's actually Scottish true Exactly Because he's surrounded by two Scotsmen
2: Which in modern day terms If you've got A quarter of a percent Of Scottish in your blood Which you probably do Trust me on that one You're Scottish So basically what I'm saying Is the whole world's Scottish Okay We're jumping
0: totally back and forth here But it's okay As you were born in Sheffield Did you ever play the lead mill?
2: Yes I have played the lead mill On a number of strange occasions, one being with my first punk band, I was in a punk band called Fabulous. Right. right. And the the uh, I don't know what happened to those guys. If you guys are out there, you know, I just want to say big up, you know. But the manager was this guy called James Brown, not the singer. He used to be the editor of the NME, and I think Martin the he was like a photographer for them so it was basically an enemy band mm-hmm. and i answered this advert because my mom was like why don't you get out you're not doing anything with your life she doesn't actually sound like that she's not full-on cockney or anything, but i think that gives her more you know <laughs> validity as a, as a as a mother you know right <laughs> um so i answered this ad and yeah and it was it was their band it's called fabulous and that was the first time i ever played the lead mill and i think there was about four people in there and i think the singer simon his name was i remember his name it was brilliant i mean it's proper spinal tap stuff this Mm -hmm. you know he just started the track up he comes running out jumps onto the monitor the monitor slides off the stage bosh falls into the audience broken arm end of gig amazing now that's that is amazing sorry
0: simon for your broken arm yeah but he didn't care he was
2: like cool he's cool he's like i took one for the team spinal tap give us a couple if not your favorite scene oh my god my goodness really i mean can i tell you something we the first time i ever watched that we were on the tour bus this was our first european tour jamiroquai's first european tour 92 slash three and we all watched it and we were horrified right absolutely (laughs) horrified at the end of the movie there was a really long pause between all of us and everyone just kind of crept back to their bunks like oh dear that's us basically we're that band we feel like that band
0: right now (laughs) part two of the question give me a couple examples (laughs) of jamiroquai being on the road and you at that point realizing that's just like spinal tap oh
2: there's just far too many to mention yeah, really, it really is. I mean, obviously, after we watched Spinal Tap, we kind of chilled it out a bit mm-hmm. with that stuff. But there was always those hotel scenes, isn't it? Yeah, we paying the bill, and you know the moody concierge guy that's just obviously, you know, like, oh yeah, but you've got extra, sir. Yeah, the porno that you've hired last night. It's like, yeah, okay, bro. Right, I watched porno. Big deal, bro. I don't anymore, by the way. It's really bad for you, kids. It's very, very bad for you. Just it's you're sort of. <laughs> Dulls the senses of a real sexual experience with a lovely lady or man or whatever your preference is Yeah, definitely that concierge scene and I think getting lost in the thing underground And then also the stuff backstage with the sandwiches and stuff and right. Yeah, I never did that I was never like moaning about but there were certain people I can't mention any names that would get a little bit moody when things just didn't go their way doing the whole backstage pre-gig thing and then the tour manager's running around going, you yeah, know, what do you need? You know, just as long as the show goes right, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll suck your dick, man. No, I'm joking. No. so um, Tour manager never sucked our dick, by the way. Yeah, and the
0: person that you're referring to was obviously the drummer. <laughs> uh, or the, did he? Deal with the sandwiches. You
2: can find out next week on Podcast Nine. Excellent. I'm loving this. There's going to be this next
0: episode where we talk about the meaning of life and death and we reveal everything about this. I those. know you
2: liked like up to podcast 20 million, but I think we should go back to nine. For some reason. Yeah, I yeah. think so. Uh, that would be 1. rock and roll.
0: That would be punk, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Oh wow Um Spinal Tap aside, okay, <laughs> we're talking about Jamaica. This is just the whole we this is you do know for a fact there's gonna be a there's gonna be at least fifteen episodes of you be on it because oh, okay, you know okay, what cool. we I think I mean. I'm, right, great. I'm good with that. Twenty five minutes Holy and we've, we've have, have
2: you have you is it is this you done one long one, I mean, because it's my tangents, isn't it? I just go off. And it's
0: amazing, though, because we didn't get my
2: book out to read because I usually do that, you
0: know. I was going to talk to you, I was going to ask a special wait, request. I just, wait, right, here. as Stuart is going to the next room, we're in Stuart's beautiful studio in London. I was about to name the name, name the street there, yeah. do you know that? But that wouldn't be a good idea, Carol. Right He's Stuart's going to it's read us a, a, a passage book. from a book, um,
2: it's, a, it's a bit of a long book. It's the secret teaching teachings of all ages and uh, i'll just you know i'll just go through on the occasion of the 16th anniversary of this volume it seems fitting to reflect on the circumstances that led to its writing
0: carl come on show a little bit of respect show a little Uh, bit of respect around here you
2: know
0: can we just get you on and just read passages from
2: books as well it's really actually it's a really good book okay let me see it it's called the secret teachings of all ages um and it's, it's just it's a lot of information in there. Well, every day's a school day. I've taught you
0: about a Kishishi. You have on. actually. Yeah, I
2: thought it was a Brazilian sort of croquet with chicken and cheese. Yeah. Uh, kishishi, I thought, or a drink. Sounds like a sort of I think it could, it could be, they could drink. branch
0: out the Kishishi Saying, talking about
2: Brazil, I've just come back from Brazil. I was just there. Tell me all about it. I was producing a band called Jota Quest, mm-hmm. or if you're Brazilian, it's Jota Quest see i mm-hmm. did that 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 was actually good they're amazing they're very big popular they're like the number one band out there but they were quite inspired by jamiroquai back in the day and um <laughs> that's brilliant so we
0: have a go saying that yeah for yeah
2: because t- if you're spanish that's <sighs> pressure there you go okay. <laughs> yeah you got it you got it that was good <laughs> so, so yeah them. The, um, yeah, they're the number one band out there. They've just done a track with, well, their last single was with Nile Rodgers on guitar. I think I'm think. i trying to get him Jerry on. Jerry Barnes. Yeah, he'll do it. I'm sure he'll do it. He's just really busy at the moment. Can you put a on I, I mean, you know, yeah. What we have to do is we have to get a boat. We have to sail down the River Nile mm-hmm. and he's at the end of it. Mm-hmm. And he'll be there going, hey, soup for one, like that. He'll be singing soup for one at the end of the Nile. Mm-hmm. Nile Rodgers will be. And that's when we're in. That's mm-hmm. what we can do the that's episode. around only five minutes though
0: five minutes yep. Shit.
2: Yeah. what were we going to ask him well he speaks very quickly so you know we can get a lot yeah, in. We can get a lot in five minutes will be like an hour mm-hmm. for his time you know the we'll way we'll go
0: speaks. Are you up for i'll do a bit of We we'll just then slow, you slow the tape over. down and yep. then you can pick it up pick it yeah, up yeah. get about 20 minutes out of that do a bit of bitness on the podcast you always got to think about your next you well, know you've like, gotta you got to do you really have to
2: so anyway jota quest number one band in brazil i've just had the most amazing time out there producing their stuff and there'll be some tracks on their new album which will come should be finished by september but it's portuguese mainly portuguese but you know it's big fun it's a lot of fun and the guys are real fun you know (laughs) yeah they're great so anyway that's my brazil link and a plug also for jota quest and you can
0: obviously get regular updates on facebook on twitter on instagram and everything just do the search right (laughs) you got to tell me this story okay so you get the call from omar Mm. Oh, and he says, goodness. Stevie wants you to play bass. I'm you like, say, Who the hell Stevie? I Thinking of something like Stevie from Glasgow.
2: No, I something. know a lot of good Stevie's from Glasgow. I thought it was like Steve, Stevie Vi, maybe. Right. That could have been cool. Mm-hmm. You know, I like aliens, I like surfing. Let's <laughs> go surfing with an alien. That was Joe Satriani. That's Forget so it. I, I, I don't up. know about it. I'm so to messed laugh. up. It's I just see. Just that's kind of it's racist it's like, it's against guitar, you're guitarists. Just, uh, you're lumping
0: them in with the same kind yeah, of wanky guitar playing. Oh. I've done it now. i see. I, you put your phone out. I, I just did. went big time. I
2: didn't say anything about wanking. On I, the say,
0: guitar. I, I said it so uh, they can sue me. They can't sue me. Just like to say, Stevie Vai, Sorry, Joe. Joe, Satriani,
2: Joe Satriani. Wicked. Go to the same barber as him. It's a great haircut he's got. It's good. It's a zero uh, grade he's yeah.
0: they're both great that being said it's not stevie vi the guy he wants you to play no. for It's stevie it's wonder steveland
2: wonder and i think at that point at, at the time i just you know left the band, bands so was a bit grumpy pants and you know i was a bit down in the mouth you know and uh i, I just couldn't believe what what he was saying and so we hung out with him for a, for a pretty, we we're on call for him for a week actually and uh we go to the hotel to listen to the track and i'm just like <gasps> Heart and mouth. Mm. You've heard of foot and mouth, but I had heart and mouth disease <laughs> at the time, and I just, you know, it was just amazing. I mean, Omar is absolutely phenomenal. You know, I've I've just done a track with him yesterday. Actually, he's going to be performing on my my album as well. So, cut to Stevie. Stevie opens the door at the Lanesborough Hotel. Plug. um He's got no glasses on. He's got his eye. I can see his eyes. They're kind of like opaque. Right. And you know, the first thing I say is like. Stevie, hi. It's an honor to meet you. He's like, okay, it's an honor to meet you too. <laughs> you know, like, what do you say to someone? So he excused himself for half an hour. And then he came back and we listened to the track that he had. And I was sitting at his desk. He had a little studio set up in um, his hotel, one of the wings in his hotel suite wing. I think he had the whole wing to himself because he is a, an institution. And he was staring straight at me. And for a second, I, I thought he could see me. But I I knew then he could see more than just me. He could feel my energy and stuff. And he looked like an angel because the light was like, and I was just like, wow. All these bad times like that have happened to me, and you know I've just been in this really great position, and and now I've, I'm like out of it because of you know my own kind of decision to leave, but because of circumstances, and I just feel like all alone. I feel like no one in London likes me anymore. Everyone's being horrible to me, and then the angel of wonder comes and blesses me and he is the funniest guy in the world. Oh my goodness. Right? I couldn't believe it. Cause obviously I was treading on eggshells egg about the, his blindness, you know, um, and he, he could feel that as well. So we went to dinner one night with him, John Fishbark, who's the, um, he was the uh, engineer for songs in the key of life and some of the other albums as well. His wife, the security guard, Omar, we turned up late as well, and they'd all switch their drinks from, like, because we turned up late, and we were all like, party, party, from, from like, Coca-Cola's to beer. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm talking to his uh, assistant about color monitors, because at the time, there were no color monitors on mobile telephones. I had a Nokia communicator or something. Anyway, he taps his assistant like, hey, guys, come on, man. You can't talk about that kind of stuff around me. I'm like, oh, my God, what, what? the engineer goes don't worry stevie one day <laughs> <laughs> i was like oh you guys that's so bad really i f-. now i get it i know what's going on here I'm, i need to relax i need to just stop being like this because it's not you know he's he's completely oblivious to that he does have no concept of night or day though i will say that because by the time we got to the studio to record the track we've been waiting there for three days and you just have to wait for steve you don't you know you, oh, what are you going to do not Like, not oh, I want shit just late. come on bro no you just sit Stevie and Wonder. wait exactly so we waited three days later we we're like pizza box everywhere, pizza boxes everywhere and just, just chaos also you get the call at six o'clock in the morning and he's on his way and we've been up all night like just waiting like quick clean up he came in and with his whole entourage and everything and mm. they're all just really tired they any any time they get to go to sleep they will like Mm -hmm. five minutes and um he got on the drums and i just i couldn't believe it he's such an amazing drummer Mm -hmm. he played a lot of drums on he drums superstition yeah Mm -hmm. i mean and some of the other stuff as Mm -hmm. well like a phenomenal drummer Mm -hmm. really just uh, he just got in every instrument and just you know showed everybody who boss was i think he played like giant steps at like 2000 bpm All right, Stevie, a great keyboard player. Okay, get it. <laughs> it was an absolute dream to work with him. And I was, I'm so grateful to Omar for that. And I literally was like floating on air. And I don't think Jay could actually believe it. I think he found out like a while and he, he was just blown away because I kind of went from this whole stereotypical thing of, of people comparing Jay mm-hmm. to Stevie Wonder, which I, I couldn't really see. Mm-hmm. I mean, they both sing out, you know, that's mm-hmm. thing. But like, i don't really see the comparison really I, i've never seen that but you know to actually work with him and, and see how he works was phenomenal because he just does scats like he'll go num, 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 num. he'll just like you know sing anything that comes to his head and then you know get help with the words later or something and it was just nice to see that that freedom of mm-hmm. making music and not worrying so much about oh it's got to be like this say hey, come on you've got to have the song written now it's like no just just feel mm-hmm. and then you know the song will kind of help its create itself you know mm. absolutely phenomenal amazing
0: and um, as we kind of draw to an end here there's one person i've got I know to he thank was the guy. he's like
2: dude i've been here for three years now and it's hot in here the air conditioning's broken um there's things happening downstairs and my pants uh right now which i'm <laughs> quite frightened of and I'm sure you're going to be frightened of in, in due course uh, when the, it wafts your direction yeah I know well
0: no, wait, the, the truth is we mentioned the possibility of having a jam earlier so I'm not leaving without that alright so there's not going to happen but it, there's yeah. one person I've got to say um, a big thank you to and that is Rob Bryden. because oh. yesterday I don't know if you remember doing it or not but I, I was sitting in the oh I, I the liked pub. your picture yes yeah 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 I was sitting in the he's pub he's great when you- and Rob Bryden oh, was outside oh, and I went there's Rob Brydon. I'm never one to miss an opportunity. He's great. Mm-hmm. So I just went out, Mr Rob Bryden, hello, I'm a big fan. Can I get a picture with your good self, sir? Mm. Yes, no problem thanks very much for the picture okay scott fuck off back into the pub i'm Pretty sure way. he's not like that he yes, didn't he say that he's really he really nice like, he's like
2: get your fuck yeah. yeah, out absolute country bumpkin yes
0: yeah. i see you next tuesday then i posted it on instagram mm. you liked it that's right and i thought i'm in london tomorrow stuart's in london i'll drop him a message and then boom
2: so if it wasn't for rob Ryden, exactly. we wouldn't be sitting here talking in your studio Actually, Mark and I did his show a while back, Roddy. Very funny chap, isn't he? Old Hilarious. I saw his thing with uh, Steve Coogan when they travelled around and ate yeah. all that food. Brilliant. Love him. Just tell me when to shut up. I'll do it. Now? It's or all now? good. No, right I,
0: I, I, it's not a okay. case of shut up. It's just a case of let's move to the next room because oh, right. we're going to jam. Okay. Talk Music Podcast. My main man.
2: James Hello. Rinder. Thank you very well, much pleasure. for having me. It's my pleasure. And. am um, sorry that handshake so went on for a bit too no, long No, here's this you handshake know, and the you, we're
0: gonna have to get you to maybe film this because this is something that um is obviously uh you guys won't be able to to see it because you're listening to this in a podcast remember shoot from
2: the up not underneath no jowl shots here carl which is cal what's this <laughs> oh i know that one do you know Ready? that one yeah, yeah. you do the click oh, thing okay, then and we can both do it no? Oh, i think you can do really loud watch, watch, watch. Oh, no. Oh, no, nice hurt you. oh no
0: like oh, it oh, the- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's completely lame and we yeah. didn't get it on film but it doesn't really matter just it's the thought that counts we're going to do one more time yes. are we give me a second give me a second go away i need to focus Stuart yeah. Zender, absolute pleasure you've been on my podcast you don't do a lot of interviews no. so i really, really appreciate you doing it
2: because i really appreciate the time you took to come down here and set these mics up and get sweaty balls
0: Yeah, well, if you don't have sweaty balls, what do you have in life? Stuart Zender, ladies and gentlemen, absolute pleasure. Thank you so much, man. (laughs) Stuart Zender, the man, the myth, the legend. And we talked about the jam there, and I've got to say, I'll tell you right now, it was amazing. Amazing to hop on the kit and look across the room and see Stuart giving it some funky-ass bass lines, as you can imagine. Uh, Super cool. Really appreciate uh, Stuart taking the time out of his schedule, as I said during the interview there. And um, chat to me about general shit and, of course, revolving around his life and career within... Uh, the greatest art form of all time being music. I'm coming to you right now, uh, not from a London studio, but from in a hotel room in Norway, an altar to be specific. Um, this podcast is worldwide. Um, it's just been amazing the last few days, obviously, like I said, at the top of the show. I had a couple of days off in London, so I got some podcasting done. Uh, we, we recorded the episode, actually, with Sandy Tom, which was last week. Uh, we did that over on Periscope as well, which is the new sensation. I'll probably do some more of those episodes, that type of thing, so you guys can interact live, keep your emails coming, and any feedback about the podcast, any love advice, queries you may have, music at gmail.com. Add me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Follow me on Periscope. Uh, but the central place that holds all that shit together is, of course, scottkowey.com. If you've got an idea as to what guests you may want to hear um, on the podcast, if you want to hear me chat to MD, let me know. Just feedback on all the social networking sites. Um, thanks to everybody involved in this episode. Thanks to Ron North, our producer, who has edited all this together. I've been emailing them back and forth. Emailing them from everywhere, from London to Norway to flaming... God knows where Um, we managed to somehow get an episode to you guys each and every week of what we perceive as to be the utmost quality. We hope you guys like it. Thanks for the continued support and we will see you next week.